0: When you start your business, no one ever prepares you for what's in store. So finding someone else who just gets it is sometimes the thing that can keep you pushing toward that big business goal.
1: We're turning our Zoom coffee chats into a weekly unfiltered podcast for online business owners. They were so good, we always wanted to record them and repurpose them for content anyways. And that's on being a social media manager. I'm Jessica Sheehy. And I'm Madeline Digan. And this is Hashtag
0: Managed. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. Madeline, we are here and I think this is our fourth episode. So I guess we're like kind of coming up on like one month of doing this, which is crazy in 2024. Please slow down a little bit. Um, but before we dive into the show, Madeline, how was your weekend?
1: What did you do? It was great. So Brennan and I had a date night in Our date nights are normally like what movie? Like, because we don't want we don't we have the hardest time finding something to watch that we both want. Like, we are not the couple who are who watched like Game of Thrones together. Like, we just we are not that couple. But we agreed to watch the boy boys in the boat, so I really liked it. Brennan was just kind of like iffy about it. George I don't know if you like have if you know or have seen previews to it but it was cute mm-hmm. and it's based on a true story and it's just a feel good it kind of it's like miracle like and I feel like since we're it's an olympic year like I I just feel like it was again maybe the marketers because like, again that's <laughs> super smart to it did come out last year at like on Christmas but again people are like still watching it. it's in the theaters you know so yeah so we I we did that, and then I pinned some fun Valentine's Day nails because that is quickly approaching, and if you guys know me, if you follow, like, I'm all about the nails. I told myself that I was going to only wear red nails this year, but, like, if you <laughs> ever watched this episode, like, it, on YouTube, like, my nails are bright blue right now, like a cobalt blue. Um, and then let's see, what else did I do? Oh, I thought of, okay, I'm giving this away. Nobody take this idea. It's okay if you do. So I'm turning 30 this year. And I've just been thinking about, like, I, again, we keep talking about our personal brands. And I actually created um a personal TikTok at the beginning of this year. I have one for the Buzzing Blonde. But, you know, I kind of want to make my own personal TikTok fun and just not care. Like, obviously... I care about the Buzzy Blonde one, but you know, just for fun. And again, personal brand. So anyways, since I'm turning 30 this year, you and I both know, and I'm sure our listeners know, like in order to have some success on TikTok, like you, A, you have to be consistent, but be like series. Like if you can come up with like these series, like, you know, the algorithm likes you. So I'm thinking about starting a series on my personal TikTok, doing like my top 30 like books, like books. I recommend to the 20 something year olds, same with like products and I don't know, just all kinds of things. So getting those creative juices flowing just for funsy, because again, as social media managers, like when, like, again, I don't know about you, but for me, when you're doing your clients content all the time, like I'm drained, like at, by, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Like I just, I don't even want to touch my own stuff. But this year I'm like, I want to create for me again. So Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what did I you
0: do? That. that sounds so fun. I had a very chill weekend, which I feel like is my whole theme for 2024. But I'm not too mad about it. Mm-mm. I've actually been getting back into a good habit of actually going to the gym instead of saying, "Oh, I need to go work out. I need to go work out," and then I do not go work out. So, um, I've been getting into a routine with that, and it just feels good. There's something about having a healthy routine with the gym that I love and Mm -hmm. going in, not putting pressure on like what I need to do. So I'm more of like just a go like workout. Like I also don't even need the gym. I could just do like yoga at home. I'm actually not a class, like a gym class person, um, which yeah, I know. And I, I think you are right, Madeline. Cause yes. I know you, you a yes. little bit, right? Yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm like a solo, like workout person. So, um, it's been great to get like back into the habit of doing that. And I feel, which is just a great feeling for 2024, you know taking away the pressure of, okay, I definitely slipped my routine through the holidays. And if I'm being honest through most of Q4, just we're marketers, Q4 is our grind time. So Mm -hmm. I did not get a habit of that and got into some like other habits, not being super healthy and like eating the best and all of that. Um, But I feel like I'm starting this year off feeling more strong and just having more endurance and strength than I ever have before. So I am, like, really grateful for that. I feel like we, like, oftentimes talk about, like, all the things we're grateful for, right? Like, our business and our clients Mm and, you know, all of the things that come from being an entrepreneur. But right now, I feel like my number one thing on my gratitude list is honestly just feeling strong from working out and being healthy. So that's where
1: (laughs) I'm at with that. I feel like I want us to do an episode on just, like, health businesses in like the fitness world in general like that marketing Mm -hmm. because I feel that like I completely agree with you this year I've kind of told myself we're working on on our relationship with with food I've I've had Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship with food but I I mean more Mm -hmm. so where it's like learning about like hormonal health you know we're just like again what we what we eat like I'm just one I'm more curious about that right now um so yeah but yeah I'm 100 a, a class person but for the sole reason of if I know I spent money on it, I'm like, you got to get up. Because I'm also, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm a 5 a.m. girl. Like, I work out in the morning. Like, I love to kick my day off that way. God, I know. I'm I know. Of you. Wait. I, <laughs> I need you to spill that
0: because I am the opposite
1: of a 5 a.m. girl. I'm, tell- which- I'm telling you, though. It's because, like, I'm, like, in – for instance, this morning I took a bar class because – funny class pass did their whole um to rejoin you get a free month or a month free so of course I'm like okay yeah. sure 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 and yeah. so um it's been fun because I do I do love again I use and abuse the system where I'm like He-he. okay thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. again this morning it was funny because I forgot to tell Brennan that I was again I wake up early already but I was up earlier than I normally am and after I Um, got out of the class He was like did you have yoga this morning like when I was like oh no I had a bar class and he's like okay cool cool but yeah
0: I love that oh my gosh okay so we're definitely gonna do an episode diving into all those things because I need Madeline to spill the top secrets on being 5 a.m. honestly I'm not a five I'm not a six I'm I'm barely a seven I'm more of like an 8am so if you're an 8am girl
1: like I'm let jealous me. I'm jealous so are you a, so you're a night owl then like do, can you work like late into the night oh yeah I I have
0: yeah. to say though I as like as of right now I'm not like a, I'm not like a work late night owl kind of person but over the past couple of years like I could like work like I always joke because my husband is like a he's like a eight to nine p.m. like bedtime and I always Mm. joke that I have like a second night after he goes to bed right like he goes to sleep and then I'm like okay what am I doing I'm watching a show maybe I'm doing like a full skincare like full you are my husband
1: (laughs) you are my husband because that is me I think okay I cannot wait till we meet like our like our significant others like we have like a double date night because like I just Mm -hmm. know we're all gonna vibe (laughs) like I will relate to Ryan and be like yes yep. I get yes. you okay oh it, yep okay yep. let's go
0: that's so funny no I love that I love how we're so similar but also so complimentary and then also like you know so funny that we're also so complimentary to like our partners as well uh, which is so yep. funny um, but the other thing from my weekend is I know last week's episode, I talked about how I just finished reading Matthew Perry's memoir, loved it. I started reading glossy and I'm hooked oh my goodness I'm hooked right I, I will probably finish it like this time next week in, the, in a couple of days
1: and so we
0: will I cannot wait to it.
1: discuss I cannot yes that yeah, I need you finished this is gonna be next week I'm put like putting it in the show notes now because yes. I have thoughts and just Ugh. Yeah. I oh my
0: gosh, I have so many thoughts. I know we were talking about like okay, Kindle versus real books. So I'm of course reading it on my Kindle and I am highlighting so many things and I've just taken so many notes. I'm like, I have so much to share from mm-hmm. that. So
1: mm-hmm. that
0: book, mm-hmm. um, I know I have am probably only a third of the way through it as of today. But yeah, if you guys want to read it and I, it's just it's such a great book in terms of like, it touches on so many areas, right? Like, it's in, like, the beauty and fashion. It's also in, like, tech and startup and business. And it's just a great story overall. There's so many great, great parts And how to she,
1: like, I learned so much. Because, like, I remember when Glossier came out. I think I was in college. Yeah. And just, mm-hmm. I remember, like, and again, not to spoil anything, but it's just, like, she really did change. Yeah a lot of the beauty industry and again I think that's why I geek out because the product like she seriously she wanted it to be an experience and just her blog before and I just again I love OG bloggers like I love blogs Mm -hmm. in general but I think we all have soft spots for at least I do for like again the OGs like where they started Mm -hmm. it like they were the OG influencers before influencing became a thing.
0: Yeah, so well, yes, yeah, I cannot, yeah wait. They, I cannot
1: wait.
0: Yeah, they really started. So yeah, it's it's been such a good book. So I'm gonna keep getting through it. And then I will definitely report back once I am done on that. And then my last thing from just I guess I don't even know if it's from my weekend. It's just kind of ongoing. But um, about a week and a half ago, I actually stopped drinking coffee and just am cutting out caffeine. And I have, I have days where <laughs> good. And I have days where I am not okay. And coffee for me is such a big part of my morning routine. Hence I'm an 8am girl. I feel like I Mm -hmm. also need that caffeine boost to really (laughs) wake me up before the day starts. And so taking it out of my daily routine has been hard, but taking it out of my diet, I've, I mean, I'm like a week and a half and I already feel so good so, so that's much probably better. coordinating to why I'm feeling so much stronger better rested mm-hmm. which is funny because I'm also at the same time like super tired but <laughs> um but yeah so I am trying to just get through with not having coffee in my routine so if you guys are listening that- and have done this definitely please get in the Facebook group and I know Madeline's gonna share something too, but please share all of your recs. Any and all recs are welcome.
1: <laughs> I got I got one for you because I'm similar. I d I again, sometimes I laugh that we haven't even had this conversation yet. Again, this is why you know, right? our Zoom calls, this is why our Zoom calls has have become our podcast. Um <laughs> I also so I don't know if you remember, I was starting the 75 Hard. I kinda am-ish. Mm -hmm. not really like we're doing a soft 75 hard now but anyways with that being said and with the me wanting to learn about hormonal health I've been cutting Mm -hmm. out caffeine too because like again just some of the podcasts I've been listening to like caffeine really Mm -hmm. messes with you and so I'm not cutting it out completely but on days that I do have it aka this morning I can I'm having that afternoon crash. So so Mm -hmm. so one thing I recommend and I just got it. I have been getting ads for this for since last year. Love the packaging because you know, like I'm a marketer, but it's called Mm -hmm. Alice. And, like, again, it gives Alice in Wonderland vibes, but it's, like, the, it's a chocolate, and it's, like, mushroom. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's not a psychedelic mushroom. It's, like, if you do re- more research on, like, mushrooms in general, where it's, like, a lot of people are starting to, like, put, like, this mushroom powder in, um like mm-hmm. – again, substituting caffeine for these like mushroom powders and things like that. And I like I will I like, again, I've only been taking Alice for uh, hello if you want to sponsor us, Alice, that'd be cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I've been taking for a week and a half. And like, again, is it really Mm -hmm. working? I don't know. But like, I, I, I think in my head, I'm like, yo, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. it's just mushroom. That would be my recommendation. Is like looking into like yeah. those mushroom supplements. No.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that. Like in like honestly, you like sparked a memory from like a few years ago. I remember like talking with a client, and they weren't. That's not the product that they sold, but we were talking about that. Just because I think it's, I think it's a superfood. I don't, don't quote me this. Is yes. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll definitely look into that because I feel like I need some sort of like healthy alternative to add in just to my routine. So I'm like, I need something. And um, yeah, I think it's funny. I've been listening and seeing a lot of people saying how they've like swapped out um, for like a decaf coffee. And I'm just like, you know what, for me, if I'm going to just re- completely remove coffee from my diet, I just I'm kind of like an all or nothing kind of
1: girl. I just I get to it. Oh, I <laughs> so- Again, you're my husband because Brennan's similar and I'm like, ooh, I can't do that. But cacao. Okay, that's my – this will be my last thing. Recommendation is cacao. I actually mm-hmm. do love cacao. Yeah, um, me so. My yoga instructor introduced me – one of my yoga instructors introduced me to cacao and I'm just like, mm, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, awesome. listeners, if you guys have also, like I want to know. Drop your drop your links. Yeah. Drop If you have affiliate links, like drop them
0: yeah 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 we will support that and anything to help get over this boost so yeah but i i know to like it once i can get past it i will feel 10 times better and yeah but other than that that was my weekend i know last week we talked about the mean girls episode we have some fun stuff that we'll talk about in this week's episode as well um i've yet to see it so i'm hoping that i can see it like maybe within the next week or so, because I'm dying to know, like, I need to do the market research for (laughs) everything we talked about. And, you know, I feel like it's one of those movies that, you know, not every movie that hits the theaters, I'm dying to go see. And I know sometimes you'll go, there'll be times where it's like, okay, there's absolutely nothing to go see. So I feel like this is one of those moments. And I feel like it's kind of like a cultural like movement with you know remaking mean girls which is such an iconic movie from you know us growing up so yeah i'll go see that hopefully soon and we Same. can kind of talk about it a little bit more because we're you know it's like the barbie movie we're not gonna let that go
1: quite i can't soon. i especially can't i especially can't let you you brought it up but i especially can't let it go because the oscar announcements came out and i'm upset mm-hmm. yep. i'm upset yeah so yeah. anyway, i'll just, yeah we'll get into that but i'm upset <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely well should we dive into what i don't I, I can't pick favorites but should we dive into our first segment <laughs> it's yes it's, a, it's becoming a favorite so far
1: all right so for this week's water cooler this again is anonymous and this this human says this is just a friendly reminder that while our job is to help build build a brand's presence presence, and bring in leads, it is not our job to run the whole business. It is not our fault if the other portion of the sales funnels fall through if those are not under your work scope. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's still the business owner's responsibility to run their business. Period. Which period might drop. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That. That was <laughs> such a a great share because I think no matter if you are, you know, working in like in-house marketer, if you're working in a corporate role, maybe you're an intern paid or unpaid, like, or you're running an agency, you are going to feel this across so many different clients. And wow, I have experienced this probably at every year of business. And I think, again, going back to my point, I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. And I, unfortunately, to sometimes to my demise, will bring that into a client project, where I am just super passionate. And and there's been clients in the past that I've worked with that I have been like, so passionate about their business that I am like, I I want it to, I mean, I want all clients to succeed, but I want it to succeed. I want to do all of the things. And Unfortunately, you you can't go be their customer service person. You can't go be their salesperson. You know, marketing and sales are two completely different things. So I think this was such a great reminder. Um, and talking about project scope, I mean, that is something that I don't know if we've talked about that yet. Maybe we talked about that in a couple episodes ago a little bit about just kind of bringing our value as a marketer. But there are a lot of times that you will maybe not to your knowledge, go over Project Scope, or maybe a client wants you to go over. But there are a lot of times I feel like in my experience that you creep awfully close to that Project Scope line.
1: I've definitely had it burn me, like you said, like, because I get so passionate, Mm -hmm. like so passionate, and I have to, again, it's like one of those learning lessons that this is something I would, you know, where it's like, this is something I wish I would have heard or read in year one or two of my business because yeah I this one hit home hard for me this week (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and I mean there there have been there have been so many times you, you ever had a client Madeline where maybe for so many reasons they are like pushing back on like absolutely anything and everything you're suggesting and you're coming up with these creative campaigns and you've got like all these cool content ideas and you know, everything is, it's it's it's, it sort of like evolves into this great project of like, this is everything to me. And then for something happens and all of a sudden you start seeing DMs pop in from people who are following and our customers and they're like, wait a minute, hold on. You guys are promoting this and talking about this and doing all these crazy things over here on social, but you're not fulfilling my orders. You're not providing a great experience. You're not providing a great service or the service that you said you're selling or, you know, what what have you. And, you know, so many different times where, and there, there's a client in particular that I worked with who was very resistant to, they were a clothing boutique. Um, this was a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, and they were very resistant to having an e-commerce store. And so they're located in a college town with a large university. And so like most college towns, being small town, you know, students come in, they shop there consistently for four years, right? Every outfit you need for game day and, you know, all the all the things you're doing, like you're shopping from this place. And then you move away. And most of those people are moving like an hour, hour and a half plus away to like the closest like big city. And so, you know, it it all comes down to like, well, how are those people like buying from them? And that was a big conversation that we had. And for me, the easiest answer was, they're gonna, they're gonna buy off social, and they're gonna buy offline. So how do we set that up to one? Talk to each other, which is not hard to do. You know, if you're using like a POS system like Shopify or any other tool like a merchant, you know, you can have your online store, it can connect to an Instagram shop, right? Make your posts shoppable, make stories shoppable, make a great experience for people. And so that was something that we, I, I did not set up the actual e commerce myself. I, I don't have the, the skill set to do that specifically, but, you know, working on creating a strategy for that. And then all of a sudden people are shopping and making great sales, which is exciting for me. Cause like I said, marketing and sales are not, re- are not directly related. They do play like a big part in each other. And I love having that data for like my own portfolio and whatnot, um, for kind of the growth and what stuff that I've done. But you know, this e-commerce shop was not connected on social media. So people were buying like crazy off social media, things were not available online to buy and also people were buying in the store and that was not connected so people were you know say they get like a a best-selling item you know 20 people buy maybe they have five of them that's 15 people that are let down right and I I'm just pulling out random numbers here but I mean it's a large amount of numbers so you know we can't always we can I think we can educate on like what needs to be done so we can see success on what we're working on. But other than that, like we're not going to be the ones fulfilling the orders and providing a great customer experience. Would you agree, Madeline? Just there's a little bit of like education, but then you've got to just, you've just kind of have to accept, I guess.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm, you're speaking my love language right now because the number of times I have had to explain and so my older sister, she's six years older than me. She's a VP of marketing and her and I oftentimes have, you know, marketing, we're geeks. We're we geek out about marketing. She works in mainly B2B and I work in mainly B2C but the again I'm talking to a VP here yes she's my sister but the number of times her and I both have to be like when will people understand that marketing is not sales yes sales and marketing have to be on the same page because oftentimes like when you when I meet with a client the first thing I want to know is their actual business goals. Like tell me your numbers because then I'm going to be able to tell you how we're going to make marketing goals, like smart goals to reflect those. And again, Mm -hmm. when talking to clients, like me having to be like, and again, you do realize that I am not your salesperson. And something I've actually come across too that I've had to tell clients is they want me to be like their wholesale, their wholesale person. And I'm like, no, because yeah. because and where that because com- the lines get crossed because it's like a lot of wholesale accounts will come into the DMs and mm-hmm. be, like right now I'm actually having this with one client is like um, I'm getting a lot of DMs of like people pitching essentially to the boutique mm-hmm. and w- something that I've implemented. And maybe this will somebody who's listening, if, hopefully this might give you some. An idea if you are in a similar position as me, but coming up with one of those automatic DMs to be like, hi, like, thank you so much. And I have it listed as like wholesale. So it's like, when, so if somebody like the owner, comes across like because she's also in the DM so it's like if she were to see that I'm like click that wholesale response and it's like hi like mm-hmm. thank you so much for reaching out for wholesale um, inquiries please email such and such and we'll get back to you kind of thing but again y- there, see how there's like that little part of social in there but it's still mm-hmm. like hang on no I'm gonna push that off to sales into the wholesale because that is right. not me Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Seriously, I'm just like my sister six years and I'm like, when it's it's one of my biggest headaches. And honestly, like I it makes me want to punch a wall sometimes where I'm just like, (laughs) I'm not an aggressive person, but like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times, too, when like business owners get confused, is that especially if they're A small business, they're probably wearing the hat, uh, like the marketing hat and the sales hat at the same time, along with all of the other hats they're wearing as an entrepreneur. And so I think at times when they think, okay, I'm going to hire this marketer to take away these social channels that I'm marketing my business on. And that's also going to remove that hat for me maybe I can also remove that sales hat from me as well and I and I, I think we talked about this maybe two episodes ago where we were talking about do we think the business owner is the best marketer for mm. the business and I think this goes into a good thing to share as well because I think a lot of times the business owner is the best salesperson like I think mm. for like social savvy like I am my best salesperson I I'm the most passionate I have the most like equity in the game. I'm tied to the results the most. And I think that really goes for the clients that we work with. So I think they're the best salesperson for their business. Now they need to partner with a great marketer, which is us or you guys listening to market their business, to be able to bring in more leads, you know, potential clients, potential customers that then they can sell to. And so that's where I feel like sometimes that line can get a little blurry because it's kind of like, to your point, Madeline, like, where specifically does that baton get passed mm-hmm. here it's like with the wholesale it's in the actual dms hopefully it gets pushed off to like another inbox and someone else can manage it but you're kind of still starting the race a little bit with that so it, and it can vary that's i know that's a specific um you know sense with wholesale and boutiques but that can happen in tons of industries it's just finding where that that pass-off period is literally of the baton I'm just running with this metaphor and then (laughs) that is where you and the client are super clear I get the clients and customers up to this point and then now it's from you or it's like anyone else on their team or who works with them
1: this goes back to our water cooler segment like I'm telling you I've been so passionate at with some clients that I found myself actually trying to help them come up with that system and I'm like hang on I'm not COO Mm -hmm. hang on you're Mm -hmm. not paying me to help you come up with your systems (laughs) that is how invested I've gotten and I had to be like wait a second I'm taking a step back take a step back Madeline Mm -hmm. take a step back Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah it it's it's a great thing to be really passionate in this role but I think being a social media manager we we wear so many hats so you almost have to really pick and choose like which hat do you wear more versus you know the others that you might not wear as much and so again i think One thing that I like to talk about too is when it comes to like thinking about like the project scope with clients, especially if you're just starting out or maybe you only have a few clients and let's say right now you're working with three clients at like a good middle range, like price for you. Maybe if you do the math, You, if you had two more clients to have five in total, that would make you booked out as a social media manager in your business, and that's where you're bringing in great income, right? You're working with great clients, but say if you, you know, if you when you bring on new clients, you really kind of add to the time that you spend on it and spend with those clients and communication and learning their brand and all of the things that come with that. You know, if you have those three clients and maybe see certain areas where. The project scope sometimes gets broken, that line's that line gets crossed. I would always bring that up to the client in terms of just having that conversation with, you know, hey, we've been brought up to this point at so many instances in our working relationship. You know, I have extra capacity. I could, you know, add on to our services to you know have a little bit more of like an if it's an operational role, maybe it's like added marketing, whatever it might look like um, but have that conversation and that is an easy way to kind of increase the pay. you're, you're increasing the scope because you're adding on to it, but maybe you're solving a problem for your social media side of working with that client, but you're also getting paid more for that time. So that's where sometimes I feel like that project scope can kind of play into our favor a little bit more, especially if we want to increase our income.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that one was so good. I feel- we've had such great <laughs> responses for the water cooler segment. So if you have anything that you want to share and you want us to read it on the podcast under the water cooler segment, all you have to do is join hashtag collective on Facebook. It's a free Facebook community, 100% free to join and just post anonymously in the group. You'll of course get support from us and every other member inside the group, but we'll also read it here on the podcast as well. And I think they're just such great teaching moments to kind of talk through a couple of different things. And yeah. speaking of talking through things, our next segment is show me the numbers. And if you've been listening to all uh, now four episodes that Madeline and I have done together, then you know that we share data from um, either one of our businesses, client accounts, just different things. Last week, we talked about some really great data that Flowdesk, Flowdesk is an email marketing tool that Madeline and I both use and love and would love to have as a sponsor of the show and just everything in our business. And... They shared a 2024 marketing report about best times to send emails, all of that. So go listen to that episode if you haven't yet. The title of that is on Mondays We Podcast because we talked about Mean Girls movies. So we had to do a fun play on words for the title. But I want to carry that over into this week because later which is a great social media scheduling tool that we love and always puts out great data and just great content in general. So hello, sponsor later, reach out to Mm -hmm. us as well. (laughs) Um, They put out a blog that is really in depth on when is the best time to post on Instagram in 2024. And Madeline and I have so many thoughts on that, that that's actually going to be our topic of this episode. So keep listening uh, past this segment and our next one to kind of hear our thoughts on that. But I wanted to really quickly share um, with all of you and with Madeline what that report said, because I was shocked. So later says that they analyzed over 9 million Instagram feed posts, and I know they have an algorithm that's doing all of that analyzing and looking at the data. So keep in mind that they're pulling in a lot of data. That's a lot of accounts. It's global. So every you know country that Instagram is available in, they're also pulling it from images, videos, carousels, and reels, which are all very different content types that I think we should just keep into account as well. And this was analyzed over January 1st, 2023 to October 1st, 2023. So almost a full calendar year. And they calculated that the best time to post on Instagram in 2024, I feel like I need a drum roll, (laughs) is at 4 a.m. And that says it's calculated in local time across time zones so whether you are in eastern time zone whether you're in pacific maybe you're you know somewhere in europe or australia 4 a.m supposedly is the best time to post on instagram in 2024 so i know we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper but madeline do you have any initial
1: thoughts on that time i love later the whole point of later so that you can, you know, schedule your post so you could schedule it at 4 a.m. I understand, like, where it's like, right before everybody's waking up, you know, the first thing a lot of people do is reach for their phones. I'm not one of those people. That's a boundary I have made for myself. But, like, no. 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 Because, (laughs) Something I feel like this study doesn't take into account to account is, and I've always, honestly, sometimes these articles, and this is not to bash later, again, where it's just like, I am pretty sure Hubs, all these accounts or all these um, platforms later, planally, all these mm-hmm. big scheduling platforms come out with a blog post like this every year. Because it's like people, they know, people really are Googling this. Um,
0: mm-hmm
1: business owners are googling this and to me i've just to me there is no right time to post the right time to post is when your target audience is on each platform and i've said this i have said this since i've started like since for the past six years like if you if your target market is a mom, you know a busy mom, grant, yeah, chances are you know the four a m and super, super late at night, yes, because that's when like they're put mm-hmm. like after they put their kids down right before they wake up, but something that I've said in the past six years is when people I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but to me. Your target audience, I don't care if it is a boomer or a Gen Zer, they most likely are on each platform. What you have to ask yourself is how often are they on it and when are they on it. So, for instance, like Pinterest, my dad, a boomer. Pinterest, he really does. Like, again, I I think people first of all Pinterest is so slept on in my opinion but like especially mm-hmm. people are like oh men don't, don't use it no actually actually they're the mm-hmm. ones who are I'm pretty sure uh, don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure like they're like they're one of the most uh, like yeah. most they're demographic I'm I, yeah. yeah and yeah but again people aren't thinking where it's like oh why why are they on it well recipes like again my dad's the cook Brennan cooks um and like mm-hmm. men fashion, like say the same reasons why you and I are on it. Like seriously, and so, but are they on it every day? Like Instagram, no. And so, in conclusion, my thought on this is just: yes, this is it's good to take this into consideration, but at the end of the day, it's all it's it's a game of chess, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it is a game of chess where it just you and can uh, consistency too Ugh, i just sorry mm-hmm. i'm just so passionate about this mm-hmm. and just have yeah that's that's my, those are my thoughts yeah so what are your no thoughts? i
0: <laughs> i agree and i think you know i think one thing that this really plays into and i was reading a little bit more in the article itself They shared a few of their takeaways, um, which I think is interesting. And so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they talked about how, you know, accounts can have a mix of followers from different locations. So that's really going to play into Madeline's points as well of, okay, the, where they're located, but also the frequency that they're, you know, spending time on Instagram. And so the other takeaway that they mentioned here, which I think this really plays into something That is said so often about social media, but it talks about by posting earlier, accounts could benefit from less competition while also tapping into traffic from users during their first scroll, even if that is a few hours after the post was shared. So the thing about that though is Instagram in 2024, you certainly don't need, because it's not how the feed works, you don't need to be the first post of the day. We left that years and years ago. So don't worry about needing to be the first post per day. Um, To Madeline's point, it's all about consistently posting content. So I know for myself, the way that I consume content, and maybe because I'm on social media all day long for what I do, but when I'm consuming content on my personal account and have just some personal, you know, like scroll time and whatnot, I'm, typically not scrolling through my home feed, my, you know, my news feeds, anything like that. I am probably going to find, I'm doing two things. I'm going to find accounts that I love. Okay. So a big part of that, that I think is kind of similar. I am going to be in stories. I am going to watch those because again, Instagram is going to show me my people that I am watching their stories, who are my close friends. I'm going to see all of that. So I want to see their content because I those are the creators and the accounts that I want to connect with um, more quickly. And I'm also going to go search and look at the Explorer. So I'm going to go actively find the accounts that even if I follow them, I'm going to go actively out to find them to see what they're posting. And. I'm going to do the explore to find new accounts, to find new inspiration, to just see content that I love and just find new creators. Um, Because I do think I spend so much time on social media that I like to just find content that is inspiring for me and that I love. So that being said, I don't need my favorite accounts and creators to post at 4 a.m. I mean, like like we said, I'm an 8 a.m. girl. That post would have already been up for a few hours <laughs> and my newsfeed would be so full by then. Um, but you know, your audience is going to find your content if your content is good. And I always share that when it comes down to social media content. The small things, we don't need to sweat the small things, we just need to focus on the content. And the content we're creating is for our audience, so I know they're going to love it. So kind of bringing it back, when I'm looking for my favorite creators, I follow a couple of creators who post day in the lives. they post get ready with me's, they do so many different other content and series besides that as well, but it's consistent. I know that if I haven't been on social media in a day or two days or maybe three days, I'm going to have a ton of content to binge when I go over and look at them.
1: Do you use on Instagram the favorites and following? Like, when, you know how, like, how technically there's, like, three feeds right now? That's something I've done, actually. It's like, and again, I've added something that annoys me, though, is I, you, I forget what the number is, but um, – I maxed out on my favorites like so I love scrolling my favorites so I literally just opened it because it so for those of you who might may have forgotten about this because again I I feel like this feature is actually not talked about enough and maybe that should actually be a post for our that I'm that's definitely harmony note it yeah (laughs) but like (laughs) It's just one of those things where, kind of like, like you were saying, Jessica, like my favorites, this is the feed I binge. Cause, like, to me, your favorites on Instagram is like your for you. I have crafted my for you page on Instagram. And, like, that's the other thing. Similar to TikTok, I have my TikTokers who I, I'm i like, ooh, I know. Because, the, cause again, we all know TikTok, like, the, again, that's what your girl here. Madeline is trying to aspire to be like I, I I'm not the best at being consistent but I know it and we're working on that but and yeah. also like Jessica's like I feel like it's you're such an accountability buddy and also just everybody on the on the social savvy team in general in the hashtag <laughs> collective where I'm just like okay Maddie let's go um mm. but yeah that's something I do that's something I like to do It's the my favorites.
0: Okay. I actually don't use either. I don't use that, but I'm going to start because I do actively go out and search. So why not add those creators and accounts and just curate a better feed for myself? So I'm going to do that and I will report back how I like that because I think that that is, I know that came out like such a long time ago. And I think sometimes, sometimes Instagram has these updates that come out and we kind of think like, okay, what's the big point of it? And then it doesn't really get talked about a lot, you know? And I I think, um, okay, so this is so good. So I think a lot of times when people talk about the best times to post on social media, I, I like to put this in a category of like an Instagram hack. And there's mm. something about an Instagram hack that when I just see that content or someone is sharing it, I'm immediately shutting down internally and I'm like, no, no, no. I do not, and I cannot believe, to be honest, that still in 2024, and I think unfortunately a lot of creators go viral for sharing these hacks, and there's probably a better term for that, but they share Mm, these hacks mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. you need to do specifically. So they talk about, you know, you need to know your best time to post and post at this specific time and, all of, you know, think about that. You need to take keywords and stuff it in your post, in your caption, and in your video of the reel. And oh my goodness, so many different hacks that are shared. Or recently I've seen you need to go into the settings of your profile and turn on this one thing because people aren't seeing your posts. And I, I don't know you the know. specifics of what what needs to be it's, turned on, but
1: yeah. It's literally clickbait. Like Brent Brent and I talk about yeah. this often cuz so he's very much a YouTuber and I feel like Jessica you've said that YouTube like we, like we were in high school and again I that's kind of why I love our like our friendship honestly cuz you are like my only friend who like you are my marketing bestie where it's just like, mm-hmm. I can have these, I could geek out with my, my friends in real life. Well, that sounds so weird. Like you are my friend <laughs> in real life, but you know, yeah. from childhood, my childhood mm-hmm. friends where they're just like, one's a PA, one's, you know, where it's just like, not like not in my world. Mm-hmm. So when I geek out where I, I will, something that I always love to discuss with them and they're just like, man, I'm just like, let me, let me jump on my soapbox soapbox real quick it's I think it is so cool how you and I have like we have literally seen social media marketing evolve like literally from the Mm -hmm. start like Instagram came out in 2010 granted Mm -hmm. we weren't like the face the Facebook like we I was in fourth grade like but yeah, I do recall, I do recall when my sister, again, who's six years older than me, like, mm-hmm. where obviously now you know, where it was like an edu, um email. But again, learning about mm-hmm. talking about those topics in college who was just always like my favorite because it's just like, and still to this day, I love discuss, that's why I send out my newsletter every Monday where it's called the Monday Buzz. and if you want to be a subscriber, hit me up on the dms i will add you to my list but that's one part of social media you know for clients is like it's not their job to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the social media world like that is our job to inform them to educate them but you know there's just so many things and a lot of the times these updates get lost and like again yeah. even people like jessica and i and you listeners like Maybe some of you guys who are listening today are like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about the favorites feed and you guys implement that too. But mm-hmm. that's why I laugh about these people who are like, hack, where I'm like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no. You're just like, again, where you, you, again, they, Jessica and I could easily do that too. But like, that is so not us and so not authentic. But in my head, a lot of times, too, where sometimes when I see these people who are getting an ama- like thousands of views, but half the times I'm like, it is a thirst trap. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. I could do that, too. I could do right. that, too. But yes. that's not that's, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. Seriously. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I completely agree. And OK, I have a question for you, Madeline, because I. I I love this. I love that we keep throwing like different questions at each other because we're yeah. yeah. We're like learning and growing like our own friendship from <laughs> from doing this as well. So, and yes. we're doing it in real time because we're recording this. Um what was the first like social platform that you were on and like mm. shaped
1: mm. your journey mm-hmm. as a social media ma- manager? Okay, what do you think it was? Because I think my answer may surprise you. Oh
0: okay I I don't know because sometimes I feel like when I'm going to suggest something I'm like I'm so spot on I I know this so good and then you're like nope <laughs> um And two to to everyone as well Because I feel like So we like We talk regularly And so we were Was this yesterday? We were slacking And we were talking about Whether or not we were Girl Scouts And I dropped the bombshell That I was not a Girl Scout Yes! Okay,
1: okay, yep mm -hmm. That that needs to be Okay, I need to We need to circle back to that But okay, so the The platform That Like Hit it off Was Twitter Because I'm funny In case you guys haven't In case you guys haven't haven't realized like I'm funny and that was I shine. that's why I love threads I love threads I'm not like again I need to kind of add that to my routine just like all of us you know where it's like um. I just haven't added that into my routine and I definitely do but I kind of have been treating it like the OG Twitter where it's just like when I have like my funny like a thought where I just like want to put it out into the universe like I'll I'll thread it or whatever but Um and so my examples of that so um because now I'm trying to remember what year did Twitter come out? Uh, It was before it was it was it was before um Instagram. Um, I need to Google this now because I'm um, needing to
0: like like oh eight oh nine. I feel like I'm off though.
1: Oh six oh wow wow that wow. So right. I, yeah, so even though it came out, and so, again, I'm a millennial, 94 baby, where AIM, mm-hmm. like, so that's also why I love, I think why I love and appreciate social media so much is because I got to see it before, like, yes, cyberbullying was started to become a thing, but like, mm-hmm. in middle school it was more in like, chat rooms, I feel like you saw bullying and not like what it is today Mm -hmm. and so I think I that has definitely shaped and like has impacted how I go about my business and again wanting to teach people like social media is Mm -hmm. not that deep why are we like it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be fun like it's supposed to be fun and the whole point is to connect like the coolest part Okay, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm gonna circle it back to Twitter. But the moment I knew I wanted to have my own social media business and like made me realize that as like I'm good at this, I think I could actually do this for a living, was when I was studying abroad. In college, because I got to see like how being in a different time zone, me making friends with these Italian people, like, you know, where I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, this doesn't have to end in like just the cultures and how like we literally have so many cultures at the tip of our fingertips, like to be exposed mm-hmm. to if we know how to actually use social media to expose ourselves to it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, but with Twitter, um, a lot of celebrities so i um maybe i have told you this story though but like jesse james decker loved her mm-hmm. before she was jesse james decker like again her first album love and like her thing when she um released her first album or whatever she was known for having baby blue nails and i mm-hmm. of course went put on got (laughs) baby blue nails tweeted at her and was like oh channeling my inner jesse james and she tweeted back at me and it was like in that moment where i'm like i think i'm like i'm like the fact that i know how to get these people's attention like it Mm -hmm. it seriously is psychological where it's like hmm how can i get this person's attention Mm
0: -hmm. still
1: trying to figure out how to get taylor Swiss. but um (laughs) anyways (laughs) so and then with the or like the 2013 um Oreo, dunking in the dark. Those are two Mm -hmm. moments in my social media career that, like, really stick out to me. But yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I love that.
0: Ooh, that's so good. What about you? So, okay, I feel like I'm going to go really, really far back. And I don't remember the specific year because I was in elementary school. So I'm really going back (laughs) in the platforms.
1: Okay, okay. Like...
0: when I was – okay, actually, maybe middle school. Maybe I'm going too far back. Okay, when I was in middle school, and this, again, was completely against the hope and, you know, parenting of my parents. So, if they're uh-huh, listening, they're uh-huh. really <laughs> But I – all of my friends, because I think they all had older siblings, were all on MySpace.
1: I, were, okay.
0: Yeah, and so I – Okay, now that I like say it out loud, it all makes sense in terms of like the story. So I created a MySpace account. I was obsessed. Well, one, the, yeah, okay, let's talk about probably the negative effects of a top eight, like, we'll say that for <laughs> Um Yeah, you know, but to me, the it's it's funny. I like to think about the simpler days of MySpace, where we had a top eight. Of course, you could you know mm-hmm. you could get creative with other numbers there. You know, we were all friends with Tom, which was great. Like mm-hmm. you know, Tom kept social media simple. Um, mm-hmm. having a song or like a playlist on your profile might that's have how been I discover,
1: like that's I, how I discovered Taylor Swift. That that is okay. literally how I discovered yeah. Taylor Swift.
0: Yep, yeah. and then. Yep adding on to that, being able to like update your MySpace profile in terms of like adding these like cool effects and coding and, you know, it's like basic HTML, but you know, I'm like, okay, I'm a coder. <laughs> um, but that to me was such, was so fun. And so I loved doing that. And I had a friend at the time and we, that, that's like all we did. It was so like mm-hmm. funny. We would just, we would be obsessed with like always making sure our profiles were optimized and doing all these cool things and just like getting into like the design of it all. Um, So I really, really loved that. And I think that was so fun. So I Instagram, can we please put a song on our profiles? Like I would just love that. I know we can do like a reel and a story. Like I get it. Thank you for that music library, but we just need it on the profile. That's all I'm asking for.
1: So, okay, because or, 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 or maybe we start a trend where we use notes as like an, AI, like, because you can add a song now to your little notes. And I've thought about this as, like, Liz Rent-Free in my mind where I'm like, hmm, what if I yeah. were to actually, like, do, like, BR like, those away messages? Mm, yes. <laughs> With, yeah. The, I miss those, though, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's oh, funny. I love that. No, I think that that is so funny um but yeah i i liked that i loved facebook you know when it was like open Mm -hmm. for again also (sighs) probably against the will of my parents Mm. if only they knew in i'm not gonna like age myself that much but in x years (laughs) i would be like running a social media management business it was all worth it i needed to get on early to be an early adopter of the platforms (laughs) to then run my business so that's (laughs) that's what i'm gonna run with
1: (laughs) I think about this, too. I wonder if you think about this, too, but um, so many of my people in my life, they've asked me, they're like, when you have kids, like, what are your thoughts going to be? And I'm curious to know, I'm now throwing a question at you, but like, Mm -hmm. this is mine. I would love, I would love to keep my kids off of social media until they were 18. Mm hmm. But I know, similar to you, yeah, we found ways to go about like wh- where I'm like I can try my best, mm-hmm. but and I've t- and I've told Brennan this too, where I'm like I can try, and I was like mm-hmm. maybe they're gonna be like you who are very anti social media, and I was like I wouldn't be mad about that, but right. I'm also gonna be the mom who's like <laughs> I see you because I was you, so mm-hmm. nice try, nice try.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I would love in a perfect world, I think for it to be able to wait until they were like an adult to make that decision. Yeah. But I do think realistically, probably. See, this is where I struggle too, because I I think about the specific, I don't know if it's a specific age or like school year. So I Mm, think mm -hmm. maybe at some point in middle school, I mean, I would love to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Um but i think i would also love to have that like open like dialogue with them around like mm-hmm. social media and just also too you know like i i went ag- against my parents will created my account so i cannot like <laughs> set that tone but i also know you're going to you're going to do that yeah. you know again I think especially, um, I have to say it's pretty impressive because, you know, way back then, like, we didn't have phones to just create it. Like, I Mm -hmm. was clearly on the family computer Computer. doing Mm -hmm. it. So, I think. Dial (laughs) up. Do you have dial up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, come on, parents. I feel like, what did you think I
1: was doing? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) um,
0: Yeah. So, again, but you know, I, th- I think the same thing, and I, you know, I see a lot of, like, um, y- what is it, Gen Alpha, who is, like, the middle school mm-hmm. age now, who are, like, yep. all over TikTok and things, and I know there's, like, a little bit of parody that goes around with it, too, just kind of how they act and the videos that they create, but, you know, I think it would be great to have, like, a good relationship with social media, because you can. I mean, I, like, we both have started businesses from social media. We've connect mm-hmm. I mean, we connected through social media, so, like, so much good can come from it, so I wouldn't want them to, miss out on that um but i would like to make sure that it's being done you know of course i'm gonna i'm gonna monitor the dms like hello i know what will pop in there you know like (laughs) no and i I want to make sure they put out good things too you know i think it goes both ways
1: somebody who i applaud who did this so like some again not to say like i'm gonna copy celebrity parenting but like matthew mcconaughey's son they, like, li- it's so funny because, math. if you guys haven't seen this, like, I highly recommend, again, if you are a parent, and, again, maybe we do have parent listeners who, like, you, you, this is very much relating to you and you're struggling, like, with your kid, like, you know, when, like, when should I let them? Um Matthew McConaughey and his wife, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but they created, it was for his, I forget what birthday, maybe his 16th birthday. Him or Matthew and his wife were like, and again, I'm drawing a blank on his name, their son's name, but they're like, you, they're like, you have kept asking for it. And we, you know, you, we wanted you to prove to us that you could handle social media responsibly. And like, you've done that. We're so proud of you. Like, here you go, like, go follow our son. And like, he is like, I mean, he, and again, it's, uh, he's, using his platform like a bit again he knows he has these these iconic parents but like he really is wanting to be an awesome creator and is producing great content and then the other person who I applaud and again I would love to like have her similar mindset is Jennifer Gardner, but she has told her kids, if you can find a article that shows that social media is positive, like for your mental health and things like that, I'll allow it. And for me, I think my hope is that for the, when I when I do have kids, my hope, and I think this is something too, um, an angle that I'm trying to take on my own social media, like the buzzing blonde social media, is honestly. We really do need to talk about, like, mental health and just, like, really, like, shining a light on the positives of social media. Like, we have to acknowledge the negative, but also, like, yes, the positives as well. And just, yeah, sorry. That was such a long tangent, but yeah. I feel like that no, was kind of that- – I, I like that we talked about this because, like, it is important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, no, no. I think that's so, so good. And so I think kind of to go into, so I feel like we kind of did like our topic for the episode, which <laughs> is so good. We're, we're doing this unfiltered, no rules, Um, but we do have one final segment. So keep yes. those AirPods in and keep listening. Um, We got to talk about what's on our feed because there's a couple things that we want to share, which I think pairs really well into just like I'll, I'll talk about mine because I think it goes really well mm-hmm. into just the mental health of social media. And a lot of times it's seeing what creators are sharing. So if you guys are on TikTok and have seen this, or if not, definitely search this in your TikTok search bar. Um, and plus, I'm saying it out loud. So TikTok, your TikTok is hearing me say this. So it'll yeah,
1: really- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to show up. It's going to show in up. In a little bit.
0: Um, but Darcy McQueenie is an influencer creator on TikTok and she is going viral. She has a really large following. She's going viral for a PR unboxing. I I don't even want to say controversy. I don't even know if that's the right term for it, but essentially she has a room full of PR boxes and is unboxing them over a couple of days, which, okay, as a marketer, I'm like great clickbait content, great series for TikTok, but whoa, just the kind of ethics behind the PR unboxing of that. And so I think one thing in one thing that is so fascinating to me and I love this cuz I have I have seen my for you page is full of um social media marketers, PR managers, other influencers, other content creators, brand owners who are like what is happening and how did this happen? And I th- I think it's so interesting that um, one thing that I'm also seeing with it is people just sharing just how this is happening. This is one, not the goal of a PR box to be sent to an influencer, celebrity, content creator whatsoever. It does not need to be stacked upon other PR boxes with other businesses. It is meant to share that product with that creator. to one, not to just say hey, unboxing with me. Those are great videos. I love those for sure. But to say, hey, here's this new product from a a product from Charlotte Tilbury was in this PR. There are so many brands in this, by the way, but Charlotte Tilbury box was in there. And so new like product um, from, from Charlotte. And It's to integrate into that creator's routine, right? To you know, put this—I can't remember if it was a bronzer, primer, whatever it was—but integrate that into your daily routine. Your, you know, put it in more organic content. Your get ready with me's, all of these things. And so, I think that has just been so interesting, just to see this happening. And I think it's a little—I hope it's a little eye opening for, um, for brands. I also love my last point to it is. I love that consumers, so other, you know, just regular people like you and I on TikTok are like, hey, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is an insane amount of PR being sent. We're the actual consumers who are working and paying and using these products. And most of these products are beauty and skincare. So we're buying those several times a year, probably. Like, what if we changed and flipped the script to... Not have this be the kind of culture of influencership in 2024, which I think is so interesting. And so, my last thing too that I wanted to share is that I've also been seeing so much content from Haley Bieber's road campaign for the new uh, cleanser, I think that is launching. And so, I've seen it on two ways though, and I actually I have to say, wow, the timing could not be better because I've seen of course, the unboxing from the influencers. And so they put the cleanser in like a big bath bomb. And so they're all dropping the bath bomb right into the bath, which I feel like is cool. But for practicality, it's like, mm-hmm. you're not actually using the bath bomb, you're just kind of, you know, dropping it in, there it goes. And then you're probably like flushing all of that water down the drain. But anyway, mm-hmm. the other <laughs> part... I- I've heard and I've seen some videos and I hope this is true, but I've heard that they've been sending samples of the product to their top customers. And so I I need to find that. And I will definitely link that. But I'm sure if we all search that on TikTok, we could probably see that. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, yes, that is great timing for what's happening with this scenario, but also so great that, you know, the brand is sending samples to their top consumers who are buying their products religiously, who are probably going to also integrate this cleanser in their skincare. Um, But Madeline, do you have any thoughts on that? Have you seen the PR unboxing and what's your take on
1: it? Yeah. When you sent it to me, so I like it, you were the one who sent it to me. And I like, I think I even said back where I would have had a heart attack. If I were one of those social media managers or the PR people, I'd be pissed mm-hmm. I'm sorry I like I would be so mad I would be so mad and we haven't this is something I want to talk about on an on, on a later episode too but one thing that I feel like actually has come up a lot in, um, in a discussion with my audience is luxury marketing and so some of these brands who like again these are she had so many so many products and again some of these brands like some of the, the stuff that she unboxed, unboxed was quote luxury and to me I'm like again if I were that mark I would be so upset because it's like you literally just kind of pr- like where it's like actually it's not like it's not luxury because here we are sending we're not doing enough research. And like, that was my biggest question where I'm like, if I were honestly on one of the social media teams of of these brands, my first question would be like, who are we paying to do PR? Because sometimes, and again, I think this goes back to sales where your marketing team has to be on the same page as sales and it has to be on the same page as your Mm -hmm. PR. Because again, a lot of times PR ties into social. And honestly, there are like, with social media, There are PR scents that revolve around social media. And again, I think with influencers, that is a big one. So like, for instance, the the road – am I saying that right? Road? Yeah, road. Yeah. Okay. Like the bath bomb, like that to me, I'm like, you know – because again, so since seeing the big unboxing, um, I feel like I've seen a couple other influencers actually come out and straight up say they're like – no, I'm glad we actually are talking about this because it's, um, I can't remember the one creator, but she, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she created this um tiktok and she's like no but like like let's talk about this because she's like sometimes these these pr things that are being sent to me have my name on it and she's like i would love to take it to goodwill or like donate it but Mm -hmm. she's like i feel weird and i feel ungrateful for taking it because it's like it has my name on it people are gonna literally know that i took this to goodwill and so with the road bath bomb granted like i'm hoping people actually go and use like take a bubble bath with it but like you know where it's like sustainability that's something else like again I think that's what it all mm-hmm. comes back to is the mm-hmm. amount of waste mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. on like again that's on like ethic ethical like sustainable marketing that we need to that sorry this is gonna be a so at the beginning of the episode you know how I talked about health and this was just mm-hmm. a, this is a random Maddie thought that I I need to share I had got this ad on a podcast, and it, um, they're like five calories x three grams of sugar. Something that crossed my mind: I was like, "When are we going to stop talking about calories? When Mm -hmm. are we going to stop that?" Sorry, that again. Sorry, super random, Maddie tart. But like, uh, these are the things that just go through my mind constantly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, but those are things that are like constantly marketed for like those brands. And I think this, the same goes for like the sustainability, right? Like, since,
1: mm-hmm. s- since
0: when does sustainability only fall on the consumer who is buying the product? Why is it not falling under the PR team who are sending out all of these PR boxes and, you know, Sending it to influencers and all of those. And I remember you sent me the video. It was Jenna Palick, who is one of my favorite TikTokers. I know she's a podcaster. Maybe that
1: maybe that's maybe that's who I was thinking of. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was saying that, yeah, it's someone someone sent like a locker to her with her Mm -hmm. name on it. It's like, Mm -hmm. how do what do I do with this? It's cool. Yes, it's great. And she was super appreciative of it, but what do I do with it? And I could probably donate it to someone who could use it, but it has her name on it. So yeah, it, re- it really goes the other way. And I think, you know, we, oh, I know we're at time and we could, we should certainly do an episode around like a social media in PR, like integration, because I'm sure we have a lot of like PR girlies and PR people in our community to mm-hmm. like, really weigh in on that. And I think, you know, it kind of goes down to you know we're creating such a great experience for our influencers, our creators, our affiliates, our ambassadors, which are so important. And as us social media marketers, we get that we partner with those mm-hmm. uh, creators and people as well. But we also need to provide a great experience to our followers, to our audience, to the people who are purchasing and consuming our product. So, okay, that's the end of my soapbox
1: too. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um the only so what was on my feed this week I feel like that was good enough like honestly mine just <laughs> seems so little I feel like this is just a brand I want to mention so I'm surprised I'm not wearing a headband today but like if you felt like I'm such a headband person I went to private school pretty much my entire life so uniform the only way to express ourselves for us like with our <laughs> hair with our shoes whatever and so <laughs> Lili I'm gonna say her name wrong I just call like to me she's Lily. but Lily said. Dogie. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to include that like in a story <laughs> or whatever. But anyways, to, I applaud her because she is the prime example of the best brand collaborator out there. So she just recently collaborated with the NBA. And I feel like right now what I'm seeing actually a lot in my TikTok feed is just um what you wear to games like what like again, mm-hmm. what Taylor Swift is wearing to to the Chiefs games and things like that. And just Brennan Mm -hmm. actually pointed this out. I don't know if you guys knew this. Here's some little fun facts for you. But apparently um, NFL coaches aren't allowed to wear suits. They have to wear their, like their, teams stuff and apparently a lot of nfl coaches like actually hate that because if you think of any other coaches out there like the nba hockey nhl Mm -hmm. they get to wear suits and like so they get so annoyed so anyways Back to Lily though, she other brand collaboration she's done is like with she did one with Barbie, she did one with Lisa Frank. Um, she, definitely look at her Instagram. It's just a uh, chef's kiss. She just did a collaboration with Sarah Jessica Parker, which I am a, uh, I love Sex and Sex and the City is my comfort show. Like mm-hmm. Jessica's is friends, like mine is Sex and the City. Like mm, I, I love, love it. that we
0: have. We have New York City-based comfort shows. I yes. love it. It's gonna give us when we do our content shoot here in the city. We're gonna really like lean it. Oh, that yes. is brilliant campaigns mm-hmm. for that. But um, a couple of months ago, Ryan and I were walking to go grab pizza, and actually, this might even be like maybe over a year ago, so long ago. But we were walking to go grab pizza, and there was a lot of people just kind of crowding around the store so i'm like okay like maybe it's like a new store like new york city can get busy but it was like a quieter street and it happens to be sarah jessica parker's shoe store which i believe her brand is yeah and oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, she's just standing there like in the like inside and i'm just like oh my gosh she's so cool to see her but i know she's like a new york city icon she rides the subway of course wearing her you know (laughs) fancy heels and her
1: yes. (laughs) oh i i love her so yeah um that that's what's in my feed and i also like that would just that's one account where i'm like oh my god like i would love to first of all they don't need like whoever is doing their socials i'm like i applaud Mm -hmm. i applaud you i would fangirl so hard to meet you um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look because I, you had me, I mean, you had me at the collaboration she's doing now, but also just with, um, you know, Barbie and Lisa Frank, I'm, yep. like, brought back. I'm like, yes, that is. <laughs> As millennials, I think Lisa Frank might not might be like our most nostalgic thing that we have.
1: Yep, yep. I agree. I love
0: that. I love that. Oh, well, this episode was so, so good. So if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening to at the very end of yet another episode of Hashtag Managed. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So we are going to start posting threads every Monday inside of our Facebook community, hashtag Manage collective on Facebook, 100% free to join. We would love to have you in there. We really want to start having some two-way conversations about the topics that we share in this episode. Of course, we ask you all for recs and we need your help and advice and opinions and all of that. So we just want to hear from you guys again. And yeah. Thanks so much for listening and just being a big part of our community. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already hit that follow button. And if you really love
1: us, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening from. And if you want to be one of our online besties, you can shoot us a DM over at hashtag managed on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Or, you know, you could also share all your deepest, darkest secrets. Kidding. But we mean it when we say you can shoot us a DM. We love building real, authentic relationships with you.